Are you feeling from Ratata to Haxorus? Yeah, and someone's like, you know, I'm I'm feeling like I'm feeling like a Venusaur today. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Well, howdy do, podcast listener. And by podcast listener, I mean GoCast listener. What's going on? It's Mailbag episode. This is technically for April, although we are recording on May 1st. I'm your host, Chris. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Kyle. Kyle. Hey, Kyle. What's up? It, you know, nothing much. It's it's a nice Saturday out today. It's true. It's true. It's Saturday. Uh, it's a little windy. I'm not sure if you noticed. Has has your building been shaking? We've had gusts no. of up to 45 out here. So, oh no, no, it's not that bad. Although I'm still waiting for the weather to to peak. It's supposed to be a high of like 82 today. Yeah, today. What? Oh, I thought yeah. that was tomorrow. Nope, that's both. Time to put on my my swimsuit and go lay out next to the. Well, I don't have a pool. I guess just next to the road. Just wave at people as they go by. That sounds nice. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a mailbag, which means that we're going to reach into this bag of mail here and pull out some mail and read it because that's what we're going to do. So we've got six emails this week that we have kind of curated from, you know, other parts of the month and such. And a couple of things that were sent in just for the mailbag episode. Uh, and so we hope that you enjoy this displaced content that we would normally not have enough time for in the proper episodes. So this first email is from John. Hey, Chris and Kyle, John and back again. And this week to rep team email this week, I wanted to write in and ask something unrelated to Pokemon Go, but still Pokemon related. Now, I've been a big fan of the Pokemon series basically since its inception. I've played every main series game from Gen 1 to Gen 8 and have seen this franchise evolve. Literally, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion, but I personally think the 2D sprites are way better than the 3D models we have today. Most recent being Sword and Shield. The 2D sprites just seem to have more life to them and shows more personality of the Pokemon, as opposed to the 3D models where they look like they've been out in the sun for too long. The 3D models look dead. I mean, look at them and compare the two. It seems like they dropped the saturation on the 3D models. It's disgusting. Harsh. Do you guys agree? I'd love to know your thoughts, comparisons between the two, and see which you guys prefer. 2D sprites or 3D models? Anyway, thanks guys for an awesome show. Keep it up. Talk to you both later. Well, John, what's interesting about this is that Kyle and I have actually recently talked about this. And we kind of, I feel like we talk about this every single time we do one of our uh, playthroughs of the main series games for, for stream on Thursday nights. Uh, we just recently wrapped up Emerald, which was probably the sweet spot for Pokemon sprites wherein they were 2D sprites, but they had some animations and they looked really quite good. Uh, Kyle is very passionate about this topic, so I will kindly <laughs> hand over the mic. Uh, the The short answer for me is the 2D sprites are so much better, but it's not like because 2D over 3D. I just think the 3D models are very poorly done. I think you can see excellent fan-made examples of how you can do 3D models right. But the real kicker for the 3D models is not the model itself. It's the animations. 
they're always just stiff as a board standing there when so many Pokemon have like fantastic character to their movement Mm -hmm. and the models just don't portray that. Yeah, but I can, I can think of some, okay, well, first of all, I should say that I largely agree. I think like, you know, uh, we were talking specifically about Salamence the other day. The Salamence 3D model at rest looks really uh, bad. Looks like it doesn't know what it's doing. Like, what do I do with my hands? Like in yeah, the picture, yeah. like constantly. Uh, and the 2D sprites look great. And I think for you know most of the reasons John that you pointed out, most primarily that it has personality because you can put it in a cool pose and all that sort of stuff. That being said, there are some 3D models that work really well. Uh, like Hitmonchan at rest looks pretty good because it's like hopping back and forth with its mm-hmm, fists up. Mm-hmm. It looks ready to go. And that's true of some models for sure. Just not all of them. Where and I think you have a higher success rate of looking good when you have the 2D sprites. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things is what does that Pokemon look like at rest? Mm-hmm. Because that's what your 3D model is going to be because they're not going to be at rest in a roar or mm. an attack like they can be in a 2D sprite. What is your least favorite 3D model? Or an example of your least favorite sin in a 3D model? Ah, I'll give you an example of what I mean, because I just kind of okay. made I tried okay. to help narrow it down. I think I just made that a broader question by accident. Uh, for me, it's Swallow. Swallow. OK, yeah swallow 100 swallow swallow is a bummer because when it's at rest and you can see this even when it spawns in pokemon go it just floats there and looks like it's going through the wind really fast but it's stationary and i i don't like the way it looks okay gotcha whereas like an aerodactyl looks like it's flapping in place and makes it look like sense but swallow not so much yeah um there's there's a couple that stand out for me one in particular is Charmander. For me, he just feels like he's just a stick in his <laughs> in his 3D model. Sure. And 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 another one is because this is it offends me sometimes is Gengar's 3D model. He he feels so much like chunkier in his 3D model than he does in his 2D sprite, where he feels more ghostly i suppose really yeah because he's solid because the color is solid and there's no transparency or anything it just it feels too physical i think i think that applies even more for like haunter but haunter has at least like his hands that he does something with in his 3d model that's true uh that being said though i would like to clarify that gengar is a chunky monkey but not in not in like the original sprite, like in like his history. If you look at his history, he's like the reverse of Pikachu. He's gotten chunkier. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe Gengar was too scary and they wanted to make it a little bit cuter. So they I mean, they like- da- if you look at like the original sprites for Ghastly Haunter and Gengar, they were definitely much scarier. Mm-hmm. It's like the freshman 15, but he keeps going back for freshman year <laughs> over and over and over again. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think Kyle and I are both aligned that the 3D models uh, often look worse than the 2D sprites. Uh, but that is not to say that there aren't 3D models that, you know, don't look great. A couple of them do, for sure. But thank you, John, for that email. Next one's from Greninja Muffin. 
They said, hi, fellow muffins. I have a question regarding the catch bonuses that you get from the medals. What exactly do they do? Do they just reduce the chance of the Pokemon breaking out or running? Do they increase the chance of a great throw? Also, how many gold or platinum catch medals do you have? On my level 31 account, which is around six weeks old, I have normal flying poison, rock, steel, bug, fire, water, grass, electric, and psychic at platinum. On my level 40 account, all are platinum except for dark, steel, and dragon, the latter being only silver. I missed Dratini Community Day and I'm still butthurt about it. <laughs> Greninja Muffin. All right, Chris, you got all platinums? All platinums? Oops, all platinums. No, I don't. What am I missing? I'm missing two. Everything's platinum except for dragon and for fairy. And fairy, I'm 49 off of platinum. And for dragon, I'm at, I'm about a thousand short. Okay, I'm not even close. Uh, I'm at half platinum. But like five of the remaining golds are like 50 away right now. Oh, really? Oh, you're about to. Yeah, like Rack, Ghost, Electric, uh, Dark is, is pretty close to. I'm surprised you're not there, actually, for some of these. What what metal do you have the most caught on? I mean, if it's not flying, I will be very surprised. No, nope, It's okay, not it's flying. Not. It's normal. I have 8,318 normal. I've got 18,245 normal. Wow, look at you. But second, second, okay, like besides normal, what's your next highest? For me, it's water at 15 and a half thousand. So for me, it's water at 7.1 thousand. So nice. That's actually surprising for me because I feel like I don't actually see that many water types. They're everywhere. And it's a sneaky double type for a lot of these things. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. There are, it is like the third most common type in the whole game. So, yep. And it does rain a lot here. So, we, we get that pretty often, even when it's not raining. Sometimes it's raining in the game, hilariously. But, Kyle, what about this other question about what the catch medals actually do? What's the catch bonus? How does that work? Uh, well, I wish I remembered the episode of the podcast I talked about it on because it was only like two or three months ago. Mm -hmm. Something like that. If you want the math, you can go back and find it at some point. I'm sure <laughs> someone doesn't want to do that. But the TLDR is... But <laughs> the the simple version is your catch bonus is a multiplier against the Pokemon's base catch rate. So if they have a 20% base catch rate, your metal will multiply against that, increasing your odds of catching it by, you know, 0.1, which is 10% mm -hmm. for each level of your metal. So a platinum is 0.4. For comparison, an Ultra Ball is times two, so five times more effective than your Platinum in comparison. Yep. Yeah. So it doesn't change uh, how, you know, how often or how big the circle is that would it would consider a great throw or anything like that. It's just the chance of catching and making sure that it stays in the ball and everything else you do. You know, like if you throw a curveball or you make it a, a you know, great throw then all that just compounds on top of the catch bonus as well. Yep. Yep. Great. Well, thank you for the email there. Greenwich Muffin. Appreciate it. This next one is from Shams. Hi, guys. I've been listening to you and loving your podcast for over a year. My boyfriend and I love your upbeat feel, and we especially love how you and Kyle interact. Oh, <sighs> 
Well, I usually agree with Kyle's perspective on things. I appreciate your positive <laughs> spin and you always giving Niantic the benefit of the doubt. Well, geez, way to call it out. <laughs> Thank you. I'm feeling inspired to start my own podcast on a non-gaming topic. Do you have any recommendations for a mic recording and editing software and anything else I might need to create a professional sounding podcast? Thank you so much. I love the quality of your podcast and hope mine can sound as professional and well thought out. Yeah, that's high praise. Trust me, behind the curtain, it's all chaos. I wish you all the best and ongoing success in all of your endeavors. Sending you peace and positivity. Shams Tara. All right. We get this question every once in a while, and it's a fun question to field. Uh, I'll just give a quick summary version of what we normally say. Uh, but, you know, as far as a microphone is considered, you'd be very surprised at the quality that you can get out of a set of Apple headphones with a microphone on them. That can be recorded pretty much raw as is with no mastering, any knowledge on how to do that. And it's a pretty good quality, pretty good quality. That being said, there are several, you know, introductory to medium range microphones that you can get that are all USB. So they plug directly into your computer, um, you know, starting at like, 40 bucks up to like a hundred bucks would probably be a good range for those sorts of things and you can of course go crazy the world of microphones is a you can exponentially dedicate time and money into microphones up to like tens of thousands of dollars if you really really want to but that's super unnecessary now in the world of editing software there is a freeware program that i've been using for over a decade it's called audacity and i'd really really recommend that if you want to use things like Pro Tools, you definitely can do that as well. There's lots of uh, high quality editing software out there that you can do that you can pay for. But if you don't want to spend a dime and want something that's very good and easy to use, Audacity is the way to go. Beyond that, just make sure you have a format and talk about something you care about. What did I miss, Kyle? Uh, I think you got most of it. Um, I tend to refer to your expertise when answering these questions. Well, there you go. That's the answer. I hope that that was helpful. If you have any more questions, feel free to hit us back up again. Next one's from Snowru, and they said, Hi, Chris and Kyle. I've been listening for a while now and am a big fan. I live in Canberra, Australia, the capital city. I started Pogo in 2016 and dropped off in 2017. Meeting with a friend after the pandemic lockdown got me back into it. I was level 29 when I left the game. I finally reached level 40 within the first half hour of community day and then proceeded to get a perfect shiny snivy and over 1 million experience plus 300,000 stardust. Nice. I'm not sure if that's good for most people, but it's an accomplishment for me. How would you define casual players? If you could have any perfect shiny, what would you want? Which buddy Pokemon is your favorite? If I could add any feature to the game, it'd be a sound alert for raid invites. <laughs> Thank you, Snowru. All right. First off, that's a fantastic accomplishment for anybody. Don't. Oh yeah. Don't ever let. Don't ever let anybody tell you your accomplishment is not good because it's your accomplishment. Secondly, how would you define a casual player? It's a tough question uh, because Pokemon Go is ninety nine percent a casual game. I would say yes. I think it's easier to define what I think a non-casual player is than to define what a casual player is. And I would probably say like a hardcore player is somebody that does all their PVP sets every single day and actively looks up strategies and tries to min-max in order to, you know, perfect their team. 
same for people that do speed runs and uh, short man raids and things like that. Beyond that, if you're just kind of opening the game every once in a while or for your daily walk, and then that's pretty much it. I think that you kind of fall in the casual category. Yeah, I'm I'm going to agree with that to an extent. I think it's easier to define both than it is to define one. And the way I see hardcore is somebody who's actively putting in effort to improve their gameplay overall, make it better at catching, make better choices for experience and stardust, do better in raids, PvP, improve your win rates, that kind of stuff. If you're putting in effort and you consciously want to get better, I think that puts you a step above casual in my eyes. And if you're just if you just enjoy the game for what it is, you open it because you want to catch Pokemon, you go to community because you like to see a lot of Pokemon, and you just kind of use it to augment your everyday experience, that falls into a more category, more casual category for me. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I think that's a much more uh, succinct way of saying that, or more accurate, rather. Next up there is, if you could have any perfect shiny, what would you want? Oh, uh, Scyther for me. Yeah? Yep, I really want a perfect 100% IV shiny Scyther so I can make him into a Caesar and make him my best buddy, and that would be game over for me. Yeah. hmm I want a Shundo Giratino. Ooh! The one shiny Giratino I have is is pretty awful, and I still leveled it up anyways, so... <laughs> I would like a, a Shundo Giratino. I already have like a 93% shiny Gengar. So that's that's not too far off, all things considered. Sure. So that's definitely my answer. Fashionable and functional, Kyle. Yes. Last that we have, which buddy Pokemon is your favorite? Well, I only have one buddy. So <laughs> <laughs> I think my answer is pretty easy. Uh, I think mine is the the first best buddy I had, which was that Charizard. Yep, that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Your, your your Hundo, your Hundo Charizard. My my one of my first of two Hundo Charizards. The other one will get there at some point in time. But yes, I almost my answer is my shiny Gengar. But I almost wanted to immediately go from that shiny Gengar to one of my Hundo Gengars and just go down the list and have like yeah five best buddy Gengars and be like, what you gotta do about it? You just have your gaggle of Gengars. Love it. <laughs> Maybe it's someday when I won't need to walk things specifically for candy or like exile candy. I'll get back to that. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. So for your email. Appreciate it. And thanks for the questions. This next one's from Simon. Hey guys, time for another round of ridiculous Pokemon questions. We just had Snivy community day. We all know that the only thing people ever talk about is how snooty and superior Snivy is. However, I am positive there is another Pokemon that is secretly the most stuck up of all the Pokemon. I believe it is, drumroll, Psyduck. He's not really staring vacantly. Well, he is staring vacantly, but that is because he just doesn't want to interact with anyone. Everyone is beneath him, so instead of having any sort of social interaction with the filthy commoners, he fakes a headache and ignores everyone (laughs) what is your pick for the most secretly snooty stuck up pokemon cannot be the ones we all know from the games or anime mewtwo snivy charizard etc all right i do i do have an answer for this one you do okay i do i actually have 
two answers for this one. Really? And it's kind of funny because we were just talking about this because of Community Day. One of them is Sylveon. I think Sylveon is is the type of Pokemon, it knows it's cute and flaunts it type of thing. It's like, I'm uh-huh. better than you. It's got it's that. The, it's the it's mean got that, girls Pokemon. Yeah, it's got that prance to it, I feel. Mm-mm. And and for a similar reason, I also am saying Gardevoir. But, but why Gardevoir? It it's for for a similar reason. It's it's it feels like it's a very stuck up kind of Pokemon mm. overall. Okay. And it's it's got the it's got the Karen haircut. Like how can you not? It it absolutely does. It absolutely does. That's true. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say Cresselia for a similar reason with the haircut, the bananager haircut. Okay. <laughs> but the first that just kind of came to mind as we were talking about this. The first one that actually came to mind for me was Sneasel. Sne- uh, okay. Because it's got the, okay. the arms crossed, too cool for school sort of thing. If you get close to me, I'll cut you with my claws sort of thing. <laughs> I, I think I think Sneasel could be pretty snuck, uh, stuck up if it needed to be. Yeah. yeah. That's, Sneasel is a good answer, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Too cool for school. For sure. Thank you for the email, Simon. Last emails from Kelvin. And he said, hey, guys, Kelvs cooks custard, resident average player here <laughs> on a scale of Rattata to Haxorus. How's it going? I'm at about Leafeon. Make what you will of that. This is like a good question to start opening up, <laughs> talking to people with. <laughs> How are you feeling from Rattata to Haxorus? Yeah. And someone's I'm- like, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm feeling like a Venusaur today. And it's like, what does that mean? Actually, though, like Venusaur is before Rattata, though, so it's not in the scale. But I, I don't care about the new number scale. I'm, I'm picturing it. I'm picturing it from like a small mouse to giant monster made of knives. Is Haxorus that big? No, it's not. It's like seven feet tall. But okay, all right. Hmm. See, Charizard would fit in there. Charizard's like three and a half or four feet tall or something. Yeah, Charizard's like four, four ten or something like that. Little weenie, <laughs> little weenie. Uh, I'm feeling about a Breloom. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Anyways, this week I've got some questions once again. First up, Heracross one of my favorite Pokemon. It was my first shiny on Sword and Shield. She's absolutely beautiful. How do you think Niantic will implement Mega Heracross? Surely it's got to be a global spawn. I caught some when I went on holiday to Mexico, but a lot of people I know don't even have one yet. Well, first, let's we can stop there and answer that one. Yeah, the answer is probably just do it. They will just put it in raids, and if you don't exist in a Heracross biome, the only way you get it is from that raid, and basically remove its Dex filler eligibility, like they did with Surfetched, because Farfetched is still regional, but Anybody can get a surfetched. Very true. Very true. Uh, Another way they could do it, though, if they didn't want to deal with the regional issue and the dex filling stuff could be that there is a limited research that you have to do where it rewards you just enough mega energy to mega evolve at once and gives you one hair across. Yeah, it's it's a thought. Mm -hmm. And once you do mega evolve something once walking it for mega energy is is good. Mm-hmm. As I can say from walking my Gengar, I think I have like 2000 something Gengar energy now. You're a madman. It's it's great. I want to keep walking man. it to get to 999. Nine, nine, nine. Oh, jeez. 
but more questions. Next question, Giovanni is rolling through all the Kanto and Johto legendaries again, but we've not had Lugia or ho Do you think they will do the Pokemon Coliseum Lugia design? Further, do you think they'll change to Maxi and Archie when they bring Kyogre and Groudon, or should we just expect Giovanni throughout? First, don't get your hopes up for the Lugia design. We already got absolutely trashed over Armored Mewtwo, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And there is a Shadow Mewtwo that has like the crystals and stuff in it that's in um uh Pokin tournament. Yeah. Uh, and and the Shadow Mewtwo we got was nothing like that. So I'd yeah. probably say that if they did Lugia and slash or ho I would not expect the other design. Because I believe that that design is the rights to that design, I believe, is very specific and particular. And I think that those do not apply to the relationship that Niantic has. I'm not specifically sure about that, but I imagine that it's more trouble than it's worth. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would also agree with the rights thing, but on top of that, it's up to the Pokemon company whether they want to make an association with a 19-year-old game at this point that they have not referenced since it came out, more or less. Right. As much as we would like to see more. I, I would be okay with like a, a new Coliseum or something. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. As far as the Maxi and Archie question go, it would be really cool, but I don't think so. I think it's Giovanni. I also agree for the simple reason everybody knows Giovanni. Even if you didn't play Gen 1, you know who Giovanni is because Team Rocket is Team Rocket. Yeah. But if you skipped Gen 3 for whatever reason, Maxi and Archie doesn't mean anything to you as much as I would really like to see them. Yep. But a potential like special research two week event where they like show up in the game and interact with Team Rocket or something and Team Rocket changes for the for the like future of the game. That would be pretty neat. I'd I'd be for something like that. Yeah, I would love this. I just don't think it's likely. Yeah. Mm hmm. Final question. I presume you've both played Sword and Shield. What do you think the worst thing about the game is and why is it Sharpedos? They stress me out. Oh, oh. this is a question only for me then. Because <laughs> Kyle hasn't played the DLC, so he hasn't gotten to the Sharpedo stuff yet. I, I know nothing about what the Sharpedo thing is referencing, but I have th- thoughts about what the worst thing in the game is for me. So uh, Kyle has a long list as he unfurls his. <laughs> let, me, let me let me hang on. Let me just let me just pull out. If I had a piece of paper, I'd crinkle it here to re- <laughs> reference opening something up. But uh. Uh, well, let me address the Sharpedos and then you can just pop off. How about that? Um, I actually really like the Sharpedo mechanic really quick, Kyle, in the DLCs. If you are swimming around, sorry, well, in the Isle of Armor at the very least. If you're swimming around and surfing around because the entire area is basically one big wild area, uh, Sharpedos will charge at you and you have to like fake them or like hide behind rocks or something like that. Like they'll come after you and then put you into an encounter. And so it's kind of fun to like care about that and worry about it a little bit. Like you can outrun them and you can outspeed them by by just sprinting on your bike, but it gets a little touch and go sometimes. That sounds awful after the first like... 30 minutes of being in the water uh, the first 30 minutes that would be like oh this is neat and then it just becomes a chore as someone who is seriously deathly afraid of the ocean and uh and fish in said ocean it it tickles the right part of my brain to make that 
It makes crossing large bodies of water more interesting. Okay. But like it literally is your prime fear of why you don't like large bodies of water. Yeah. It's a shark coming after me like that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And in this case, it's scarier because its butt is a jet engine. Yes. You know? Yes. All right. So here's your soapbox. Go ahead. Step up. I will refrain from being insanely negative about Sword and Shield because I could go down a list and I will stick with one of my biggest sticking points is the map design is absolutely abysmal and insulting. There are no caves. Everything is basically a straight line from point A to point B. You never really have to make a decision traveling in a certain direction. In fact, most of the time the game tells you go this direction only don't go the other way. And I just can't stand it, especially after having now played through Gen 1 to through 3 and being like, oh, my God, there's caves that I have to navigate. This is great. Ugh, you would like the expansions so much more because they have those. They have those decisions, those caves. Okay, but I shouldn't have to spend $100 to get my Pokemon game. There's lots of open exploration. There's lots of really interesting things in there. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's all I'm gonna say because I could I could list other things, but that's that was my biggest pet peeve with the game as a whole. Fair enough. Fair enough. Thank you for holding back. I appreciate it. In the interest of time for me to edit, nice. Keep it <laughs> under two hours. That's great. <laughs> but I'm gonna hijack reading this email here because we need Kyle to to save his pipes. This is Kyle's favorite songs, part two. We've got a Mr. Kyle saying things as in email fashion once again here we go kyle starts a new job at a bridal store clean veils kyle has started racing them slugs with a shell speed snails <laughs> slugs with a shell. kyle's <laughs> trying to eat healthy green kales that would never Ew. happen for that the would never happen mm -mm. kale is disgusting <laughs> disagree kyle <laughs> falls through a time vortex and wakes up in a, in a medieval war Chain males. Kyle partakes in sustainability week. Save whales. <laughs> Kelvin runs out of words. He fails. Oh, no, I think this was a success. Thank you very much. <laughs> anyway, happy mailbag to have a good one, Kelvin. <laughs> oh, good Great. Thank you so much uh, to everybody that sent in emails for this mailbag, whether you meant for it to be part of the mailbag or not. We appreciate your emails if you dear listener would like to send an email to be either part of the regular weekly show that we do or for the mailbag episode you can send it to mail at gocastpodcast.com and for all things gocast please visit gocastpodcast.com follow us on twitter at gocastpodcast and uh yeah that's all that good stuff right there so thanks again for joining us for this mailbag episode for all of april we'll have one for may of course oh and you know with the weekly show we do I suppose I should say that as well. <laughs> all right, Kyle. Thanks. We'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.